Hello and welcome to Word on the Street. And you are tuned into Demon FM. I'm Leah here with my co-host Carolina, Leanne driving the desk, Loria on social media, and Jinge as producer. Today we have another thought-provoking show for you. We have an interview with Zina Zelter from Climate Action Leicester and Leicestershire, who gave us an insight into how pensions make a big impact on climate change. We also interviewed Oliver Lyle from the University of Manchester. Oliver gave us the latest scoop on the protests happening in Manchester right now, where students are going on rent strikes due to their accommodation not being up to scratch, to put it lightly. And we also spoke to you, the public, about your opinions on your student accommodations and your weirdest stories about Leicester. And let's not forget our very special artist spotlight. Stay tuned until the end of the show to find out who it is. But first, today is National Carrot Cake Day. <laughs> so if you head over to our Twitter at Demon FM, we just tweeted a question asking what your favourite cake is. So tweet us to let us know. You are listening to Word on the Street. Get involved with the show and tweet us at DemonFM on Twitter. Leah, did you know that pension funds can cause harm to our planet if not structured properly? What? I never knew that. No, I'm joking. I never really thought about paying into a pension, to be honest, let alone the potential damage that they can cause to our planet. Well, we interview a member of the Climate Action Leicester in Leicestershire to learn more about how pensions can play a huge role in climate change. Hello, we're here with Zena Zelta, an activist and member of the Climate Action Leicester and Leicestershire organisation. So Zena, what is the Climate Action Leicester and Leicestershire organisation and how is it organised? It's a bunch of local people in Leicester and Leicestershire um, who are pushing our local councils and national government to act faster on climate change. What campaigns are running at the moment? The biggest campaign we're running at the moment is called Lex Divest. We're trying to push the council-run Leicestershire local government pension scheme to stop investing in fossil fuel producing companies. At the moment, it has an estimated £154 million invested in oil and gas companies, which are still opening new reserves. And as we all know, if those new reserves get used, the world will be pushed into catastrophic climate change. So we're trying to convince the pension scheme that it should take the money out of those companies, but do it publicly. Because if you do it publicly, then it sends a message to government, both nationally and internationally, that they should be acting on climate change and putting in place effective climate legislation. And the reason we know that works is because the leading UN diplomat who led the Paris talks in 2015 that resulted in the Paris Agreement to try and keep the world under 1.5 degrees of global warming, she said the reason those talks were effective was because of the divest movement of people ending their investments in fossil fuels. So we have from one of the highest diplomats in the world, very clear indication that Organisations like pension funds ending their investments in fossil fuel producers actually impacts on international legislation around climate change. So we want our pension committee to choose to invest our pensions in a way that actually enables that to happen. So a pension scheme, for those who don't know, is a long-term savings plan. It's a way of saving money while you work for when you want to work less or retire, giving you a regular income when you arrive at that period in your life. What is happening at the current Leicestershire local government pension scheme? At the moment, they are producing a net zero climate strategy. 
And you would think that might be a good thing. It should have been a good thing. But unfortunately, it's a really, really shoddy strategy, which basically allows companies they invest in to greenwash themselves and will probably actually make companies less likely to move towards net zero. This is our opinion, obviously. So we are trying to push to get them to change that net zero strategy. And I can tell you the things it's missing, the key things it's missing. These are the major issue with this net zero strategy. It does not have specific requirements that they require companies they invest in to meet by specific dates. It doesn't have an escalation strategy. So an escalation strategy would be if they said, well, you're not meeting these requirements and therefore we're going to give you a warning and then we're going to try and vote your company directors out and then we're going to stop investing in you. That would be an escalation strategy. They don't have a clear escalation strategy at all, at least if they do, it's not in the consultation document and that is the document that we're being told is the strategy. It doesn't use their power of social license. So social license is the idea that this pension fund, because it's run by an elected council and because it represents the public sector workers who are in it and because the councils who are part of it pay using our council taxes then when it invests in a company it gives public support for the behaviors of that company so we call this social license this net zero strategy doesn't remove social license from oil and gas companies it says yes the public support what these oil and gas companies are doing we're going to carry on investing in them if they wanted to remove social license from those companies they would have a clear statement in this net zero strategy that by 2025 if these companies are still opening up new fossil fuel reserves then they will stop investing in them. So what we would like to see is a public statement that they are going to divest from any company that continues to do this after 2025. It's not in there. And then finally, we'd like to see them put in place a local investment mechanism. Why is it important for the local government pension scheme to stop investing in fossil fuels? Because when they invest in fossil fuels, they send a message to government that the public support behaviour of those fossil fuel companies. You know, we've, we've talked to over 400 members of the scheme in the last couple of months and over 85% of them have told us we definitely don't want our scheme investing in fossil fuel companies. How can our listeners support this campaign if they're interested to do so? At the moment, there are two really important things we'd like people to do. We'd like them to sign our online petition and we would also like you to responds to the pension fund's consultation. The pension fund are running a consultation about this net zero strategy right now. It closes this Sunday and we've put together a briefing to help people respond to it. So if you really want to make a difference on this particular topic, then go and read our briefing and respond. You know, take 20 minutes and write a personal response to this consultation saying that you don't think this is an adequate net zero strategy and the fund should massively improve it and not use it as it stands. So what is the documentary Oil Machine about? It's a documentary about how the British oil and gas industry are very tied up with our financial and political industry and also about the relationship to climate change. It's um, being shown on a pay-as-you-can basis at the Phoenix Cinema this Friday the 3rd. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me, Zina. Thank you. And that was Leah talking with Zina Zelter from the Climate Action Leicester and Leicestershire Organization about the local government pension scheme. To represent the pension scheme committee in this conversation, we invited Zubair Limbada, DMU's Deputy Director of Financial Control and the DMU representative in the committee. He uh, wasn't able to do any 
further comments as the matters arising are currently under consultation, and so no immediate comment can be made. But we did receive an email response, which I will be reading now. Thank you for email and invitation to join this interview. My apologies for not responding to, to you sooner. I appreciate this challenge put forward by Zina on behalf of Climate Action Leicester and Leicestershire. These views have been brought to the attention of the local pension committee by Zina previously and have formed previous discussions at committee. As you mentioned, the fund is currently consulting on a net zero uh, consultation. As such, I am unable to make any representations in this respect. I will consider the outcome of the consultation and responses from scheme members, employees and other stakeholders at the next local pension committee meeting, alongside other committee members. I'd encourage anyone interested in responding to the consultation to read the strategy and respond to the consultation, which closes midnight on uh, the 5th of February. In terms of reference to fossil fuel exposure, the fund has previously published some useful information about its approach to date. We have just posted a thread on our Twitter account at DemonFM with a couple of links you can use to make an informed decision as well as the links to the consultation itself. I've honestly never even realised that pension funds would even invest into fossil fuels. And it's sad because I've always tried to be as eco-conscious as I possibly can because I really do care about the earth. But I really do feel like things like this aren't common knowledge to many people and it can mislead us sometimes. It certainly does make you think. Yeah, no, same. I didn't know anything about it. And thanks to Zina, we, well, we do now. Mm. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about the Climate Action Leicester and Leicestershire, pop over to their social media at Climate Action Leicester. And if you are interested, sign the petition, which we have just tweeted out on the Twitter thread that we just posted to take your stance against climate change. You can also stop by the Phoenix Theatre later at 7pm to see the screening of the Oil Machine documentary. Don't forget to head over to our Twitter at DemonFM and get involved with the show. We asked you, what is your favourite cake since it is National Carrot Cake Day? Word on the street! 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 Now, let's keep our spirits up with a fun bit of history on Chinese New Year. Yes, the Chinese New Year is with us. For context, Chinese Lunar New Year, also known as the Spring Festival, has a long history. Chinese New Year is a 15-day holiday that includes various celebrations depending on the region and its local traditions and customs. Uh, the actual New Year is at the end of this two-week period. The origin of the Spring Festival carries deep cultural significance and carries rich historical and cultural heritage forward to the present day. Chinese New Year reflects the prayers made at this time of year by the ancients, who believe that all things originate from the sky and that all people originate from those ancestors. The purpose of many of these ritual celebrations is to refresh the spirit for the year ahead, and this can include removing the old and creating the new, exercising old evil spirits, worshipping gods and ancestors and praying for the new year. Priests and worshippers offer incense in main, major monasteries from the end of New Year's Eve until midnight on the first day of the new year to encourage good fortune. Do you know what your Chinese zodiac sign is? Yes, I'm a dragon. Oh, a dragon. That's exciting. Yeah. What well, are you? I'm a horse. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because me and my dad... We have the same uh, zodiac sign, and my mom and my sister have the same zodiac sign. Me and my 
uh, that are horses. My mom and my sister are rats, I think. There you Which, go. I mean, it was just meant to be. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. Does that happen to you? Like, do you mm. have... No. 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 Wow. Mm, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Love that for you. I don't even know what horse means. Yeah. Like, no. I don't know what the specific specificity of mm-hmm. it means. Because I know, like, I'm a Leo in normal zodiac signs, but... What a horse means? No idea. (laughs) Uh, Now, I know there's still a lot more to come before we talk about Lester. However, I feel like I need to give you time for this one. So I think I'm going to launch my riddle, which is Lester related. So here it goes. How many years does the Lester clock tower have? Now, you cannot Google it. Don't don't do that (laughs) because that's easy. Now, leave your guess at... Demon FM on Twitter, and don't forget to let us know what your favorite cake is and why. You already have, I think we have two answers at the moment. Let me check it. Yeah, we have two answers. One from Inez, which said red velvet. I agree, red velvet is so good. Oh, do you like red velvet? I do love red velvet. Oh, and then we have Ruiz, who says birthday cake. Good. I mean, I love cake. Yeah, I do love way. some birthday cake. I too. Live. I'll be real. <laughs> This is your student sound, Demon FM. And now we have an interview with Oliver Lyle from the Manchester University rent strike about the reasons behind the student strike, which is at the moment withholding around half a million pounds of rent payment. What is the University of Manchester rent strike? So around 350 of um, first year students were quite fed up with our rent and the condition of our properties. So all of us have had like maintenance issues, all of us had issues with like mould, mice, silverfish. Um, and then on top of that, our accommodation is very expensive, it's gone up year on year, and we don't see where that money is going. Um, There's obviously a cost of living crisis going on, and we just think the university can do a lot more, and none of us believe that the accommodation is there, and there is a severe lack of affordable accommodation within the university, which is severely limiting to anyone else who wants to come to the university later on. So we are striking to put pressure on the university to improve and do better. And how does this strike work? It's pretty easy. So before the 19th, which was the day our rent came out, we had to deal with council's direct debit um, and then you're part of the strike. Yeah. How much money would you say you are withholding at the moment? Um, Like approximately? Half a million pounds, a bit more, a bit less. So what are your reinvindications? Our first demand is a 30% reduction in rent payments coming up and a 30% uh, rebate from the last payment. Uh, And then future promises to make affordable accommodation within Manchester. So this strike will help anyone coming to the university later on. So anyone coming into halls next year, they would hopefully be cheaper. And then also like a third demand is that we don't get punished for striking. Do you have any type of external support at the moment for the strikes? Yeah, so obviously a few other unions based around like the university have like contact us and uh, came out in supporting us. Uh, the local Labour MP for Fallowfield, which is where the main campuses are, um, they're supporting us. They've written a letter to the university. Obviously, we have quite a lot of media on our side. So yeah, there is definitely a lot of external support for us, yeah. Yeah, do you feel that you have enough media coverage or could that be more? I mean, obviously, more is better in this case but we've definitely had a lot and I hope it gets to a more national level because that is very local to like the north and the media in Manchester but it is slowly spreading out. So do you think students would benefit if this became a national fight? 
Absolutely, because it is a fight about just accommodation in general in university. I think you need to be known how unfair the system is, really. If you look at other unis like Durham, um, their accommodation is still unaffordable. And Manchester University accommodation is a bit cheaper than us, but still unaffordable. Lots of people will have an issue where accommodation is just unaffordable. Like, affordable halls is very rare to come by. That's one of the reasons I had to go to the University of Manchester is because they had affordable halls I could live in. And then I got here, and it just sort of, like, mice wrapped still with this mould and dirt. Oh, no. It's simply a, a national issue with accommodation. So you are right now withholding payment from uh, the accommodation. What is the next step? So we are waiting for the university to actually contact us. It has just been under two weeks since the strike started, and we haven't heard anything from them directly. They've um, pretended we don't exist so far. They were saying that to journalists very weird um, and they've sent like very basic responses um, so we're hoping they will start speaking to us soon um, and obviously there's so many teacher strikes coming up we'll, we'll be you know with them striking we'll be on the picket lines with our signs so I think our next step is just to have a bit more presence and hope they start talking to us if not you know we're gonna have to see what we can do talk to the student union or something like that. Are there any petitions or place where other students can contact you if they have any questions? Um, yeah, absolutely. So if you just send us a DM on our Instagram or Twitter or TikTok, we will definitely get back to you. Um, but in regards to petitions, there isn't anything at the moment. I think we are wanting to spread the like the um, the strike into like a bigger movement. But obviously, with like how rent payments work in halls, it's quite difficult. But if you have any solidarity or any questions, just send us an Instagram message, and we'll definitely get back. If you could make one statement to all student accommodation landlords or executives across the country, what would you say? Oh, interesting. Um, I think definitely think about who you are renting to and try to be fair. Um, they do take advantage of a lot of students. You know, lots of people come to university freshly 18. I, I took a gap year so, and like um, had some other stuff before that. So I could tell like what was there and what was unfound. I think a lot of people just are expecting that student accommodation is going to be a bit like rough, a bit dirty. And it shouldn't be that way. And it also has never been this expensive. Prices have just kept going up and up and quality hasn't gone up. I think people need to take more notice about price rises and the quality of their accommodations and actively have those conversations about like what is going on here and actually get to a point where we can all stand together and strike again, you know, very poor conditions that a lot of us have been subjected to for a lot of money. So I think it's a collective solidarity message I would want to spread. Wow. See, I know that student accommodation is bad, but I've actually seen reports where students in Manchester have had leaks, holes in their walls, and even mice coming to visit them in the night. I mean, when I was researching about the subject, I found some pieces of news that have actual footage and photos of the mice. And like the molds and cracks on the walls and i mean okay small little mice are cute but that doesn't mean i want them living inside my kitchen <laughs> cover <laughs> like close to my food oh also there's an article i think it's by uh, the manchester tab that talks about the silverfish and the accommodation uh which for those who don't know, because I didn't, are like tiny insects that like humid areas like bathrooms and kitchens. And he talks about how the management of the accommodation told students to, if they see a silverfish, 
politely tell the silverfish to leave. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> How, Pardon. I, all I can imagine is someone on their way to go and take a shower, and they see a silverfish and go like, tap him on the shoulder and go, hey, excuse me, <laughs> Mr. Silverfish, would you be Uh, so kind as to step out of my shower so I can use it. I mean, uh, how? If the silverfish also pay in rent is the question because no. <laughs> if they're not. What a not. great question. What a great question. I don't think so. Yeah. But they have, a, wow, they have so many problems. I don't, yep. I mean, I I completely understand what they are striking. I would do the same. My any, accommodation is not perfect, but at least I don't have silverfish. Honestly, <laughs> anyone who knows me knows that I hate bugs and I get silverfish in my flat from time to time. Even this morning, I just splatted one. And I was telling Carolina earlier, they just seem to disintegrate into nothing, which makes me really happy. <laughs> they just disappear. I absolutely hate How? them. I absolutely hate oh, them, I'll be real. Oh, God, I, ha I hope I never see one, Honestly. like, in my entire life. No, they are <laughs> absolutely disgusting. I do hate silverfish. Anyways, stay tuned, because right after this, we're going to listen to Leicester students talking about what they think could be improved in their student accommodation. Word on the street! 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 Word on the street. Word on the street. Don't forget to leave a guess on our riddle, How Old is the Leicester Clock Tower, which you can find in our Twitter page at Demon FM. Don't be shy. Drop a number, any number. We're not judging you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at least I'm not. <laughs> I am. Now, to understand how the student accommodations are in Leicester, uh, we decided to go around campus and ask what you think could be improved about your accommodation. The walls, they were like really thin and you could hear everything that went on in the building. The fact that there's no hot water sometimes, the hot water runs out and that's very annoying. Maintenance, like speediness, like sometimes they take too long to get there. And also communication between the maintenance crews. They just don't talk to each other, they all just, it's different maintenance crews and they all just get like a work order, they come in, they do something and they just do it wrong and then they have to come back and undo their own work. Um, definitely the bathrooms, they're really small. I would make the rent overall a little bit cheaper because uh, Leicester is big city but it's not as big as for example London or Edinburgh so prices are really really high especially for students. The landlords, they're slum landlords I'll be honest like they don't know how to fix stuff it's rubbish. I feel like the main issue in my accommodation would be the heating and the water because the sinks smell and the radiators don't work. The maintenance isn't that great. If something you know happens, especially on the weekend, there's no maintenance person in, so we kind of just have to wait and deal with it by ourselves, and that's not great. But it's cheap, so that's kind of the benefit of that. Well, one thing about my student accommodation that they oh, could improve... <laughs> I am bad. <laughs> ...would be not only the rent-free silverfish that live in my bathroom... <laughs> But also they're very, very bad Wi-Fi, honestly. I feel like I can't function sometimes because it always seems to cut out. It gets really annoying when I want to sit down and do some coursework after hours of procrastinating <laughs> and then the, the Wi-Fi decides to cut out. It's a true classic. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's bad. Mm -hmm. Well, mine, if I had to pick just one, just <laughs> I would go for the plumbing. Mm -hmm. Oh, because... God, this week, I'm only talking this week. I'm not making this up. This is real. I had to call maintenance at least three or four times. First, they came to fix the upstairs toilet because it was not flushing properly. Then somehow, 
uh, they did something and the downstairs toilet stopped flushing properly so we had to call them again so they can fix that and then yesterday I had to call them because anytime I wanted to use like the hot water in the bathroom it wouldn't run like you had like a really really tiny string of hot water and I'm not even talking about the week in last term where I had one entire week where we didn't have stable hot water. Same. I swear to God. Same. I want to take a shower and I can't. Yep. I'm a student. I yep. need to shower. <laughs> yep. It's your right. You need a shower. You know what? That happened to me when I first moved into my accommodation for the first like three weeks. Um, absolutely no hot water. Just lukewarm just left there to vibe but anyways guys don't forget to get involved with our show and tweet us at demon fm on twitter let us know what your favorite cake is have we got any more new answers i don't think so i think yeah we're still in the same one let me refresh the page we want to know your answers what i have what's your favorite cake though chocolate cake oh yeah Mm, i just basic but i get it I mean, I do like chocolate cake. Sometimes I do. They're too chocolatey. Yeah. But I can't do it. But, mm, no, okay. Do you have any specific one or like... Not literally just like a fudge, like a chocolate oh. fudge cake. Oh. Yeah, I'm, you guys can hungry. judge, yeah, but the real ones know about it. I mean, mine, I have a very specific one. Mine is red velvet, but mm-hmm. not any red velvet. Mm-hmm. It's my sister's red velvet. But red velvet is chocolate cake, no? It's chocolate cake right. with like food coloring, red food coloring, yeah, and like cream cheese. But there are some people who don't do cream cheese; they do like a buttery, yeah, cream, like an icing. But my sister does it, and she, everyone at my house loves it. So she, it's our go-to cake now. She just does it and does it again, and we eat it, and we all like it. <laughs> so I think she's doing it for our own birthday. You need to bring me some of that. I'll be oh, real. I will. I'll, I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> Leah, what's the weirdest thing you know about Leicester? Hmm, the weirdest thing I know about Leicester, probably the fact that the sky is randomly pink at night sometimes. I don't know if anyone oh. else saw that. Tweet us, let us know. But some people and some news sources reckon it's the grow lights for the grass at the King Power Stadium. But I would personally like to think that it's UFOs coming to say hi. And we're having a main character moment. How about you? Oh, you're going to conspiracy theory here. Yeah. Okay, lovely. Mm-hmm. I've seen the pink skies, though. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what they are. So let us know if you know on Twitter. Um, so talking about pink, I think I remember reading something about how the reverse war had a weird pink color when Leicester had like a rich textile industry because their waste used to run into the river. So how, I don't know. I don't know how was it pink. I, I wish there were photos to prove that because I, I would like to see them. Me too. <laughs> now we took to the streets of Leicester to ask you, the public, what are some of your strangest encounters in Leicester or if you know any weird fact about it. There's always a guy in Leicester that just walks up to you and just asks for a pound. Although not weird, the best fact about Leicester has got to be the DNA fingerprinting was developed here by Sir Alec Jeffries at Uni of Leicester. Yeah, I think my weirdest uh, story for Leicester is that uh, one time I was walking by the River Saw and there was a bunch of foam in the water. I'm not sure what caused that, but yeah, there's a bunch of foam like bubbles there's basically bubbles in the water one pound danny absolute gem of leicester leicester isn't leicester without one pound danny there was a there was a body of a, of a king that was a find in the in the car park so there was one day i was walking home from uh, through abbey park 
and I basically got followed by a squirrel. Um, it followed me for a good like five, ten minutes as well outside of the park. It just kept following me. I have no idea why. Yeah, that's that's one of the strange occurrences that I've had happen to me in Leicester, being being followed by a squirrel. <laughs> oh, first of all, for the guy with the squirrel, I really hope that that was a real squirrel and not like I do, I do, because that's so awesome. It's so awesome. Maybe the squirrel just wanted to be friends, but you know what? I really think that the phone one was strange because I actually saw that one too, oh. and it was like huge massive i'm not even exaggerating these huge lumps of foam just casually floating down the river saw and it actually went on for days as well if anyone has any idea of what that could have been please tweet us at demon fm so i can figure it out once and for all and i can finally sleep at night i mean i'm curious because i have no idea i I didn't see it i don't know was this this year yeah yeah oh wow yeah i want answers please let us know Mm -hmm. well i've heard from the vox pop there's one guy in Leicester asking anyone from one pound. I don't. I don't know. I'm, I don't think I've ever seen him. He's like Bigfoot. You'll see him. You need to manifest him. <laughs> <laughs> Just say to the universe. Yeah. Well, however, I think I think every town has like a weird or iconic like a uh, person like this. I mean, in my hometown, uh, we have a guy which lives in the streets, and apparently. Um, is his own choice like he decides to do it uh, because he seems he sees himself as like the guardian of the city and believes that if he leaves in a house bad things would happen to everybody in that city but the thing is i don't know because you know that urban legends Mm -hmm. that people tell you because i've heard this about this guy more recently but when i was younger what i used to what people used to say was that he was a very very rich guy but he decided to live on the streets because he liked nature Uh like whatsoever and then i heard that he was like a love history and then he's got his heart like thrown away and he decided to live on the street i don't know i don't really know listen all i'm gonna say is that you should be very grateful that you've got an avenger for your city <laughs> he is a super <laughs> superhero <laughs> he's a superhero and every superhero oh has their yeah it is. Story, it's okay? protecting our everyone in yes, the city. i think we all need one of those and i think one pound everyone everyone knows avenger. it yeah everyone goes like he's really nice he's, he is really nice i That's- just that's actually very impressive just, yeah. of him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he took it upon himself to do that for you guys. Anyways, throughout the show, we've been asking you, what is your favourite cake? And we've also been asking you, how old is Leicester's clock tower? Have we got any more responses? Yes. We do. We, we have one. Do you like to read it? Yeah, we've got one from Ruiz, a very frequent uh, listener of our show. <laughs> Thank and you. he guessed that uh, the Leicester clock tower is 270 years old. Which seems very specific. I'm not going to say if it's right, if it's wrong. I'm going to let that sink in and I'll let you know at the end okay. <laughs> of the show. Well, it's still not too late to get your final answers in. So just tweet us at Demon FM. Until you do that, we have our long anticipated artist spotlight. This one is super duper special featuring an upcoming rapper from London called Izzo MNG. Here's Izzo with a few words. Yo, what's good? It's Izzo MNG and I'm from London. What made me want to start music? I feel like the music chose me. The rhythm was embedded in my flesh, I know what I mean. What advice I'll give to any upcoming musicians? Stay original. 
and stay patient. Everyone has their own time. Just type in Izzo MNG on all social media platforms and you can get in contact with me. I'm Izzo MNG and you're listening to Word on the Street. I said to the MNG, I know that she want a piece cause she kept on looking. I'm looking for Tennessee, the stove is at 10 degrees and she kept on cooking. I need me and my meals, bro told me to chill cause I kept on well full of enemies. Friends full of jealousy and they keep on looking. I said to the MNG, I know that she want a piece cause she kept on looking. I'm looking for Tennessee, the stove is at 10 degrees and she kept on cooking. I need me and my meals, bro told me to chill cause I kept on well full of enemies. Friends full of jealousy and they keep on looking. Considering flying up Beverly Hills, but honestly, any's best. Deep block, I'm screaming off my meals and obviously, Tenny's fresh. Bally on face, can't see how I look. My score, my score, still look like a cook. 10 10, how Tennessee look, but I still wanna know, can Tennessee cook? The life that I live is nuts. Trust, I don't wanna get Tennessee shook. By the time I finish this verse, might as well call it a Tennessee book. I'm a G, don't smoke and drink, I still do the things that Hennessy could. That man ain't spinning nothing, look how long that my enemies took. I said to the MNG, I know that she want a piece cause she kept on looking. I'm looking for Tennessee, the stove is at 10 degrees and she kept on cooking. I need me and my meals, bro told me to chill cause I kept on well full of enemies. Friends full of jealousy and they keep on looking. I said to the MNG, I know that she want a piece cause she kept on looking. I'm looking for Tennessee, the stove is at 10 degrees and she kept on cooking. I need me and my meals, bro told me to chill cause I kept on well full of enemies. Friends full of jealousy and they keep on looking. I don't care if she better than bad, it go both ways, I'm madder than mad. Turn to a man, I ain't seen my dad. If I ever see Don, I'm getting him. Bad, bad little breed when I came from school, it's calm. I knew I was getting a slap. All the, all the bad dudes wanna get out the hood, but all the good dudes turn bad. Big man wanna stunt on snap. Young G's wanna stunt on snap. Bad B's wanna stunt on snap. Caught on the lat, location on maps. I have bread, but holes in my shoes. Now I think back like Ram tap. Why think I was hustling for? Trust it, want to put clothes on my I back. I said to the MNG, I know that she want a piece cause she kept on looking. I'm looking for Tennessee, the stove is at 10 degrees and she kept on cooking. I need me and my meals, bro told me to chill cause I kept on well full of enemies. Friends full of jealousy and they keep on looking. I said to the MNG, I know that she want a piece cause she kept on looking. I'm looking for Tennessee, the stove is at 10 degrees and she kept on cooking. I need me and my meals, bro told me to chill cause I kept on well full of enemies. Friends full of jealousy and they keep on looking. And that was Izo MNG with 10 Degrees. I admit, it's not something I listen to daily, but this song is sick. The mm-hmm. introduction, oh, oh my god, I loved it. <laughs> and I really like the message that he leaves for all the upcoming musicians. Like, yeah. Really good. Yeah, I actually know Izzo MNG personally and he was one of the first artists I actually collaborated with when I started up my photography business and he's honestly such an amazing person. He has amazing energy, like even just in his tracks or if you meet him in person, he has just got the best energy ever. Big up Izzo MNG for getting involved with today's show. You can go and support him on Instagram at Izzo MNG, that's I-Z-Z-O-M-N-G or just search for his name on YouTube and listen to more of his music because it is good stuff. Yeah, if you need to find it, just go on our Twitter because we just posted a tweet with all this information. Now, I think it's time to close our water cooler and our riddle. For the water cooler, we still have the same two answers, which I appreciate. Thank you. And now the riddle. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. What's your final answer? My final answer... 
I'm going to guess like 500 years. Well, the answer is 155 years. Whoa. Yeah. I thought it would have been way longer. Yeah, it was created in uh, AD 1668. Oh, wow. That is actually really old. It is. I think that concludes today's show. What do you think, Carolina? Yeah, it does. Thank you so much for listening to Word on the Street. Thank you to our team here in the studio. Big thank you to Zina Zelter, Oliver Lyle, and Izo MAG for their features on the show. And finally, thank you to you, the people of Leicester, for getting involved. Yes, and we will be back with a bang on the 24th of Feb at 1pm for our Leicester Comedy Festival live show. By the way, put it in your calendar, 24th of Feb at 1pm here on Demon FM, live from the Grey's Cafe at LCB Depot. We will see you then. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Word on the street. 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 Word on the street.